Legacy players, listen to me. The format, it's a mess. Oko is a piece of shit, but at least we have the breach. Wizards is designing freely, cause that does some big mistakes. They dream about making money, mythics that players will chase. Just look at Ren6 and Oko, Planeswalker's no fun for me. At least there's a busted combo that we offer easily. Underworld Breach. Underworld Breach. Crack Lotus Petals, Sack and LED, escape them for free. We need more cards to hit our yard. Brains freeze ourselves, your system is hard. Infinite mana, shit is bananas. Underworld Breach. A yard will for one less mana. That's fine, what could be so bad? Wait, the cards don't exile after? Nope, they just make you sad. Winning is just way too easy when opponents cannot speak. Silence is the sweetest sound when you flip your whole library. Uh-oh, Underworld Breach. Underworld Breach. Nobody beat us or play us or cheat us. We have no GP. Grinding station brings the heat. Seals destroy the hate too easily. Deck is straight nonsense. Filthy sweet hot mess like Legacy. Underworld Breach. Since nothing matters, haters can blather indefinitely. Even if they take the breach away, it is assuredly sad to say. Spoilers in season, power creep for no reason. Underworld Breach. I play a land and then play a rock and then cast a spell. It fuels what I got if they wreck the planets. No worries, fam. It's not yet turn three. I'm hellbent. It sucks. I guess it's bad luck. Oh, wait. I forgot. This deck can't be stopped if it loses steam. Reclaim like Sabine and go off again for free. Yeah, I get that, like, people want them to just ban Underworld Breach. But, like, what if we, the legacy community, like, solved ways to beat it without them banning it, you know? That would be pretty wild. Underworld Breach! Underworld Breach! Try sending pizza to cafeteria at R&D! What does the future futurely do? How could this designer made it through? Utterly broken, Twitter has spoken, Underworld Breach! Each time they do that, it ruins the format, Underworld Breach! Making announcements, freaking us out when we knew it would happen. 2019 relapsed and also Uro is stupid. Why would you do this? Underworld Breach! Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Golia and Phil Blackman. Phil, Nate, how's it going, guys? Yo. It is a lovely day in Texas. I'm wearing shorts. I just oh, walked man. and got ice cream with my son. It's actually not bad in, in uh, New York either. We, it's like 50 right now. I was in California last weekend for a friend's wedding. And let me tell you, when you leave really rainy New York and go to really sunny, you know, 69 degree California, you, you start to question things. Yeah. What are you questioning, Phil? Well, I question my own <laughs> self-worth. <laughs> are you questioning uh, it's any, any magic cards that are going to get banned on Monday? Yeah, you want you want to you want to chat about which cards are going to get banned? Uh, yeah. so let, let's let's take bets. I'm going to bet that they uh, they ban Chalice of the Void. <laughs> I would love so, that. We're gonna. This is going to be released on Monday. So if you're listening to this, it's possible that you already know what's happened. And no, no, I, I don't think anything, I don't think anything's getting banned in Legacy on Monday. Hold what on. I actually you? I actually think they might uh, announce that they're going to postpone the announcement. <laughs> they, you know, <laughs> you announce the whole thing. I mean, look, like we've had the election and stuff going on recently, like the primaries, Super Tuesday, all that stuff, and like work stuff. I, I haven't even had the time to get outraged about Wizards of the Coast, but it is kind of funny. Like in a week, we're going to have a ban and restricted announcement. It's like, what are you doing? Just say it. Just do the thing. Yo, I think, I think it would be awesome if they just did one of two things. If they either did a, look, we don't actually care about Legacy, so everything's unbanned. Have fun. Or, <laughs> oh, God. or they're just like, you know what? We don't care about Legacy, so we're just going to purge a bunch of shit that everybody keeps bothering us about. Yeah, that'll, that'll hold the list of these. Yeah. And they just get rid of all of the things that anybody has ever complained about, and then we're all here casting fucking Gilded Gooses until we die. <laughs> 
God, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, uh, yeah, so, Nate, Nate, you think that no, no changes? I don't think anything's happening on Monday. Phil, what do you think? Um, I think they're going to ban Nate. <laughs> they're going to ban Nate. Maybe they should. I mean, why for constant criticism? Get DCI banned. <laughs> I think that, uh, like, in all honesty, like, I feel like everybody is just assuming that Breach is going to get banned and everybody's talked about it. And it's like any argument that we can make for, like, that, yes, they printed a Yogwell that was one less mana and is better. Like, cool. <laughs> Like, uh, yes. Is it busted? Yes. Will it go? Probably. And, like, if anything, the more interesting thing is if we just be the future, future league of podcasts and just talk about what the world is going to look like after it's gone. When, you know, even if it's not, even, even if, like, the format could adjust, you know, it's been out for what, like, I don't know, four days. Like, even if it could adjust, everybody is bitching to them on Twitter. I'm sure they're going to get a pizza over the weekend. Theros Beyond Death was released on January 24th, 2020. It is currently March 5th, so it's been like six weeks. <laughs> Damn, yeah, it was six weeks. So, I was really close with my four-day estimate. So here's my here's my uh, medium take. I think that something's going to get banned, but it's not going to be Breach. In Legacy? Yep. I think it's going to oh. be like something dumb like Brain Freeze or something really dumb like Lion's Eye Diamond. Something, no, that, something no, they, if they ban Lion's Eye, fucking riot. If they ban that would be a nuclear take. And for what it's worth, like, I'd be here <laughs> for it just to see what happens. Oh, God, but. it would be. I, mean, <laughs> we, I don't think, I don't think uh, uh, what's it called, uh, the Epic Storm could afford to uh, uh, sponsor us anymore. We'd have to start getting <laughs> sponsored by 90s MTG. Yeah, I'm you pretty sure that we could. sponsored by whatever the show and tell website is. <laughs> Like that's what that's that's what we get sponsored by. We get sponsored by entombreanimate.com. Yeah. What if what if they go off the beaten path? Like they just really change course from anything they've ever done, and instead of banning, they're just like, hey everybody, since it's legacy and nobody gives a fuck, we're going to errata cards. So breach now costs three red red. Three red red. What what would breach? Is it still playable? Yes. No. I guess the Lion's Eye Diamond is just free. It doesn't really matter how much Breach costs. No. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they could, like, they could errat a brain freeze so it doesn't target your opponent. I I would be, I think the most interesting thing to do would be to ban brain freeze. I, 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 like, I've been on that pretty much since this deck came out. That I think, like, you know, you could just ban Brain Freeze and it'd be a lot more interesting about, to play with. Yeah, but what if people just start playing Tome Scour instead? It's not Brain Freeze. <laughs> For example, you can't true. cast Tome Scour through a Chalice on one. It's true. And it doesn't do anything. Like, But here's the thing. I, 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 I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but when we're positioning Chalice as the hero in this story... <laughs> Yeah, I think we need to Chalice. we need to we need to look back at what uh, we said we weren't going to talk about. It. Chalice is already the hero, though. The Chalice right. has stopped breach. All right, so so these are the takes. Uh, Phil says uh, breach. Nate says nothing. I say something that's not breach. Uh, so those are our takes. Uh, so we should talk about what happens if breach gets banned. I hope they throw in a ban that's like kind of pointless, but then they justify it in some like weird way with data that, like, we're not privy to. So they're like, yeah, guys, we're going to ban Breach, and also we're going to ban Jace Cunning Castaway. <laughs> or Jace Wielder of Mysteries would be funny. Yeah, Jace Wielder of Mysteries just, is best Jace now. Yeah, just, like, just g- g- give us... You know, you know what? I think, like, that would just be smart PR on their part, because if they ban a card that is going to be polarizing, right, if some people are like, it shouldn't, and are, and are enjoying themselves, and then other people... Uh, actually want to con if they then put the other card then everybody's like why the fuck would you even do that and then they get really upset as to not knowing why and it takes the focus but at the same time if you're focused on the card that doesn't matter then the format impact will be non-existent and then you you get to deter the wave that's just that's just that's just good pr building i just looked up jace cunning castaway how much do you think a Jace Cunning Castaway retail price 
What, $9 or something stupid? No, 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 no. I will take the way under on that. I'm going to say it retails for $137. A dollar six. Oh, oh man. I was so close. Man, you, you um, bet the dollar. You would have you would have gotten to the showcase showdown on that. I am just just checking. Is that the cheapest mythic rare planeswalker? Ooh, not true. No, uh, Tibble, Tibble. 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 Uh Jace Cunning Castaway is less money than Tibble the Fiend Blooded by five cents. Oh wow. The cheapest the cheapest non- what I, what I think would be like the cheapest non um what's the word I'm looking for here, like starter um, deck. yeah non starter deck planeswalker that's a mythic rare is Gideon Jura. It's got the oh no Obnixilis reignited was in was in um commander that dropped it down to seventy five cents. There you go. Gideon Jura or seventy six cents. Dovin Bond is eighty eight cents. Uh, Vraska the Unseen is is ninety eight cents. Ral Zarek a dollar, Samut the Tested, dollar two. I cannot believe these Mythic Rares are a dollar. That's all. That's all. Yeah, I dude. figured there's like, some use for them. I mean, I think we should. <laughs> this, is a watch. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is your market watch podcast. This is our Vintage Finance. What's the cheapest Planeswalker overall? Okay, the next 175. Oh, okay, never mind. I mean, uh, the Nikiri cheapest Planeswalker overall is probably some uncommon Planeswalker from yeah, War, right? Yeah, it's probably right? uncommon. It's like, sense. Um, it would be interesting to see what's the most expensive uncommon. Uh, Narset, probably. It's gonna be Nar- uh, Ashiok Dream Render two seventeen Narsa Part of Veils two hundred nine. There you go. So there you go. Um, I th- I think that I, I I'm I'm on like if they ban Breach they have to ban Oko but that's just me. I think that because I think that's the only thing keeping us from like Oko dot format right now is Breach. Breach is a hero. I love it. I'd rather I'd rather play against Breach. So I don't so care how I that so that's your answer. If if Breach does get banned, it's the only thing banned. We go to an Oko format. I well, think you, so. you know the difference, I think, though? I think that if Breach exists, well, if, if Breach exists, then you're, the, the deck that you have to play is priced into owning Lion's Eye Diamonds. And I, I actually think in paper, like online, like, fuck it, like whatever, LEDs <laughs> are $2 for a set. But in paper, like, if you are worried that Breach could go, you're not going to shell out, you know, $700, whatever it is, to own a set of LEDs that have no crossover potential outside of, you know, decks that would also require a bunch of other cards that don't go into any other deck. So I actually think card availability would influence the number of Breach decks that show up, despite it probably being the best deck in the format. The same way that, like, I remember uh, a couple sets ago, like, during the, the string of uh, actual Big Legacy events, where I kept saying, yeah, I think Storm is just objectively the best deck to be playing in the format right now but like you need a skilled pilot and to own the cards and yes breach is arguably a lot easier to pilot because breach just makes it pretty much free whenever you have the cards and like you know it's a lot easier to try and go off when you can just silence people but breach isn't a storm deck either but sure sure whatever whatever they are whatever the semantics are but like it's an led deck so it's like you know, you have to own those cards, and I don't think that that's going to be something that people are going to, like, go out of their way to do if they also have the spotlight on a getting banned. Um, I agree with you. Here's so my argument if, if, for why... Breach will exist, but it'll be, like, I don't know, if like 5% of a, of a tournament, which is, like, the same... It's, like, if all the Storm players just move over and play Breach because it's better, like, whatever, you're still going to be playing against Fast Combo. Live tournaments last two months. Card percentages, okay? Oh, good, now it's dead. Never mind. I was gonna. I was gonna say Oko was at thirty-five percent for last two weeks. That's all tournaments. Live tournaments last two months. Oko twenty-nine point nine percent. Major events last four months. Legacy. Oko FIFA crowns thirty percent. Last two weeks counting online of results thirty-four point eight percent. That's with breach in the format, and Oko is terrible against breach. Every Oko deck just eats it to breach. Like so, I guess maybe like Loam doesn't, right? Let's see how many life from the loams there are, though. Uh, actually, what's a, what's a better card for life from the to look for like a loam deck? Well, I think if you're also looking at loam, though, like all the loam decks are also going to have Ogos in them. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying, but how many of those decks? Life from the loam currently appears in 3.4 percent of decks over the same time period that Ogos in 34 percent. So it's like, and that's assuming that like all those loam decks are 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 like you know the five color loam deck that plays Oko. So you know, come on, this this card is stupid. It's got to go. 
It's just way. It's just it's it's every bit as bad as all the things that people didn't like before. That's my that's my case. Um, I can't believe it's still. In, I can't believe the. I guess the thing with the last two weeks is that it counts like MTGO leagues, and because like that just picks like random ass decks. Like there's like a lot of Okos, but boy, I. I <laughs> it, it, that's with breach. Ah, let's see, enchantment. Nine uh, percent of decks in the last two weeks in paper um, it, it's uh no it's because i don't think it has underworld breach been played in the paper event has there been a paper event that no. has it uh no. frankie rodriguez played in the paper event like a mox boarding house open and he he made top eight with breach cool but See, that's yeah. the thing is i think that without grand prix results they're not going to ban it yeah I, I i mean i could go either way right I, what, if I they, I think, what if they do the, 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 the spin that they did like with Arena where they just ban something online but not in paper? Zero percent <laughs> they do that? I All think zero percent right. they do that for Legacy. Because Legacy is – so much Legacy is played online, you know? Major events last four months. Um, I guess it doesn't even show up because four months goes back way too far. What do you think the most played enchantment is in the last four months that MTG Top 8 records? Sylvan Library. That's um, technically correct. Oh, it's, damn it. it. There's a tie at the top. It's Sylvan Library and what other enchantment? Oh, uh, Counterbalance. Bridge from Below. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not, that's not an enchantment. Yeah, it is. You'll it's never get anybody to make me believe that, that that's an enchantment unless I have a Tarmogoyf on the other side of the board. Okay. What, what would you, it's an enchantment in the graveyard. Yeah, it's an enchantment in the government. Listen, I, I do want to actually pay off Zach's idea, though, of being, or, or Phil, whatever you guys said, the future future league thing, by, by making another point for to actually talk about. Um, the What's the second best card, or what's the second card from Theros Beyond Death that has really shaken up Legacy? Thassa's Oracle. Yeah. You forget that that's there, right? No. Well, maybe you <laughs> I, I definitely don't, because, because I, Paradigm I, I keep sending you guys ideas for Thassa's Oracle. Yeah, I, 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 I own I, I bought Paradigm Shifts when they were, like, uh, around $2 a piece because I was like, well, here's another derpy piece of shit deck that I'm definitely going to have to play. <laughs> I wonder if, though, like, Thassa's Oracle could... Like, Thassa's Oracle deck could, in some way, take up some of that space, right? There's the Mono Blue Paradigm Shift deck, right? Um, with, like, Thought Lash and everything. Like, maybe that kind of combo deck could could take up some of the space that breach take up and you talk about having to buy cards that don't go anywhere else but at least like paradigm shifts like 10 bucks how much do you think it's thought i think they could i think that would i feel like those kinds of two card you know monty decks would be a lot better if the best two card monty deck wasn't just a one card monty deck of show and tell like well, if, if, if 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 you if if like Grizzlebrand wasn't around and Show and Tell wasn't just better uh, thing to be doing, then like I could agree that like your your one two punch of card that exiles your library plus Thassa's Oracle would be like I think those decks are fun. Like I enjoy playing. Oh, I agree. They're, they're 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 awesome. But I also think that like objectively they are the worst this card plus this card combo deck in a competitive environment. That's potentially true. Exile all cards. I'm reading Inverter of Truth because I've actually never read this card, which is probably the card. It's it's, it's it's paradigm shift on a four mana six six. Except instead of exiling your library, you specifically exile your library face down. With a paradigm shift, your opponent gets to see the contents of your deck. <laughs> they also get to see it when you uh, when you tainted packed your whole library. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder if I don't know if that's if that's going to be enough. To also, also those decks have to beat or and not be Oko decks, which is which is the thing. I just, I don't, I don't know what what else is there out there. Like it's so powerful, and it's you know, it's sort of baked into the format at this point, right? Because that's what the format was looking like before. So Theros was printed. Let's let's posit a world where Oko and Breach get banned. What's what's the new uh, Apex Predator? Is it is it uh, Snow? Snow Miracles? Well, Snow Miracles without Oko? Yeah. No. I, th I, I think without Oko, your your incentive to play green is just, like, not worth it. Who needs what green? What about Uro? What about Uro? No. If you're, you're not playing Uro in your Miracles deck. 
Not in your. Oh, oh, you mean the miracle specifically? I thought you meant in the format in general. Oh, oh, like yeah, just generic like mid range Uro. Like instead of playing your knight, you just play your Uro because it's better because it's a mythic. Yeah, I could see them being you know generic. <laughs> it's better because it's fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, just gen- <laughs> gen- generic. You know, most recent set mythic card being you know, do you just slam it and it's probably good enough? Yeah, that's like recursive and never goes away. Yeah, I mean, sorts the plowshare stock continues to go up. You know what's good against Uro? That's his Oracle. Because you don't care how many times they gain three life. And I'm serious. Like, good, please. Please just spend your whole turn making Uros. That's all I want you to do when I just set up my little plan here. Um, yeah, the, the one thing about uh, Uro as a one green-blue mythic is that uh, it actually does give some kind of texture to a game. Oh, I agree. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's a much more interesting card. I'm, I've, I have nothing against Uro as a card. I'm, I'm saying That's compared to other one green blue cards that don't create any texture to a game, which is which is the Oko problem. The point being, like, Oko is like just hard to play, or not hard to play, um, not fun to play, or play against. So. I got a, um, I got a story. I uh, on you'll it'll be on 90s MTG at some point this week. But I played a, a match against. Uh, a deck this week that was doing something fairly clever. It was a Green Sun Zenith blue-green deck that uh, was playing a bunch of dorks and then it was playing all the Okos to make things green so you could have more green creatures to natural order. Yeah. You know, cute. Right? It's fun. I, I dig the, I dig the, the style. Um, and there was a point where my opponent just, like, we're both just playing Drago. I got a Force of Will with a blue card in hand, but my only blue card in hand is a Counterbalance. I'm playing Miracles. I have two white cards. They're not doing anything. I have a Force of Will. I have two lands, and I have a Counterbalance. My opponent goes turn three, Oko, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I can either force this, and he could force back, and then I could be on empty, and I die anyway, or I could let it resolve, have backup force for this Counterbalance, and then if I draw a blue card, and then maybe I'll just be able to find my way into one of the bevy of outs that I have to dealing with an Oko since, you know, nothing else on the board is happening. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to let this go through, and then I'll just, like, find my stuff. And then I proceed to obviously die to that Oko because nothing else in the game mattered. <laughs> it's true. It's really true. It was you know, cool. It, you know, I was like, I, I like, I like made a very calculated decision. I'm like, no, I can, I can definitely, I can definitely deal beat this Oko. Like, it's fine. How do you beat an Oko? Well, I was like, I can either draw a counter, I can draw um, Council Judgment, or I can make a bunch of angels, or angels you know, is good. I can. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I have outs in my deck. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm suited with twelve cantrips plus predicts the. To find my shit here, um, but I did not find my shit. Um, I, I, I just I sort of feel the same way about this card, though. I've, I've said it a million times at this point, which is just like, it's it, it's weird too because you talk about that natural earth thing, and I actually did try that like right after Oko came out with the same sort of idea, right? This thing just makes my you know makes me makes me green creatures, but like once you have a bunch of three threes that are free. You don't need a natural order to progenitus this in your deck to do anything. Like the only thing that's good at it is against their Oko, I guess, because it's it kills their Oko. But you got to resolve it and everything. I don't know. It's just such a yeah. No, you're not wrong because you know you're, it's it's your card that cuts off all angles and is also your win condition. And you did not play. Know. You were not playing Oko Miracles yourself. No, I was playing straight blue white generics. And did you feel like you were playing a better or worse deck than the version with Oko? I felt like I was playing a better version of Miracles, because uh, I think the the four color Oko Miracles deck is really just like a deck that's playing a bunch of things around, like Force of Will, Swords to Plowshare, Oko, and yeah, it did like those cards could be literally anything. It doesn't really matter. And you're gonna get there on the back of like having the premier removal spell, some free counter magic, and then like, you know, this cheap threat that just cuts off every access your opponent's playing on outside of, you know, tendrils you. Yeah, I, I don't know. So like, I I, I, I I find the four color miracle, four color snow miracles deck to just be like, a a, a really clunky mid range deck that is, like, only good against other decks that are having the gentleman's agreement to do similar things. Um, but that's just me, and I'm also not proficient with anything, so. The wild cards, I guess, in the format right now are Astrolabe and Veil of Summer, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have opinions on those cards. 
Like if they, so let's go one more, let's go one card for this. They take Breach, they take Oko, maybe they also take Veil of Summer. If they take Veil of Summer, now you're talking about a format where Dark Ritual Storm is like back on the menu in a big way. Because there's not a better combo deck that can silence them. Because that's really the problem for Storm. Like they get silenced by the other combo deck and then that combo deck wins, you know? Um, there's not like, I mean, not that Oko is not that Oko decks are good against Storm, but there's like, you know, there's going to be less people playing those decks because right now they're, I think they're so good that you would just play them. But I'll like, go back to tinkering with uh, with Dark Ritual and Grixis Control to come back a little bit. Um, you know what I'm excited about in the next set in Aquaria or whatever it's called? Sure. They're probably going to give us like Tinker that costs green blue or something. Yeah. Could you imagine? Tinker would be so good, though. Like, like one green, Rob one blue Tinker? No, 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 no. I think they're just, they're just going to give us a two-mana Tinker. What? But it, but it's going it's, to – it'll be like Tinker, and then it'll have, like, the set's mechanic stamped on it. <laughs> so it's going to – like, like, like Akoria is going to be like, yeah, you, like, meld your monsters or whatever, so it's going to, like, have, a, have, like, adapt or mutate or some shit. It and needs, so it's like, just gonna be like seven, it's gonna seven be like, on board. It's going to be like, okay, adapt – it's going to be two to your deck for an artifact – and adapt it with another artifact on the table for for two mana. Adapt <laughs> like, already. Adapt already. Like, this. Whatever. Man. You know, I mean, you're you know, just that, that that unglued or whatever un. Yeah, it's just gonna be like you. you know. Yeah. So what, what you, you're saying, you take, Phil? Yeah, like cannibalize your each other onto each other, and <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like if you have an artifact on the table, you can cast this thing and just attach another artifact to you know. I mean, we're just gonna be like. Suiting up their their seat of the cyanods with a with a with a blade steel colossus. <laughs> as hilarious as that is, I mean, what you're what you're playing into, what you're saying is that they've continually printed some broken nonsense every set for the last I don't know six sets. Um, I don't know, man. Like they just keep printing these these like really powerful effects with the set's mechanic on it, and I'm I'm now that we are talking about it in the way where like. I am saying things that sound really just outlandishly But dumb. if you'd have told me this it's about like Yogg totally Moss Will, I would have told you to happen. fuck right off. I'd have been like, there's no fucking way they're going to print a Yogg Moss <laughs> Will for one less mana that, <laughs> that you can that you don't even exile the card for. Like, I would be like, like Phil, Phil, you're off the cast. There's no there's no way. This guy's, they printed, this guy's on, on drugs. A long time ago in Origins, they printed a time twister that said, if it's your turn, end the turn after it resolves. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you know a couple years down like the line, and by a couple years I mean probably next set we'll just get like a time twister that like costs blue black, and it'll be like pay half your life total time twister. Well, they, we already have Echo Beyonds, which is the time twister, and that... we have diminishing returns. We have diminishing yeah, returns. Yeah, but diminishing returns cost four, and Echo implies that you have to own LEDs, and it, they're just going to print a Mythic instead. It's Maybe they'll be like just print blue, blue, black. Time Twister, you lose half your life. Maybe That'd they'll just hilarious. print like I would love it. Tiger's Eye Diamond that uh, you, two you discard. Yeah, it costs one mana. You discard every card in your hand but one, and it produces three mana. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Plus <laughs> whatever. The, I mean, I know we we know they're not going to do it. The card in your hand has new set mechanic. You're joking about Tinker because like like the idea that they would do Yog. Must will that way this way is was insane and well, the idea that they would make another tinker is insane but you know you never know like i don't people. know what would you what would you tinker for in this format bolas's citadel bladesteel colossus <laughs> i think they're going to design a new form of uh moxin where you get moxin and they just have a delayed untap so that, that, that if, if it if you used it for a turn they don't untap oh the and old the, uh, like uh veld belt yeah so, so <laughs> how do we both so the, on veld they're gonna what's have the other, every other, other turn moxin name another land in that cycle zach land cap i was gonna <laughs> say land now it's yeah. your turn Fuck, i don't know i don't know belt i know belt and land cap <laughs> uh what's the uh i think uh Something, it's ice? something ridge. Ice age? Yeah, okay. ice age. Something okay. ridge, I want to say. Lava tubes? Lava tubes River is the Delta. Rakdos. River Delta, yeah. 
that's Underground Sea and Timberline Ridge. Wow, you did way better than me. Yeah, dude. The, well, so uh, the the uh, land cap and the blue black one used to be played in stasis back in the day because uh, it didn't matter if your lands didn't untap. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Your depletion counter lands, yeah. They're actually pretty nice art. Zach Clark, known for knowing every possible build of stasis. Every possible build of stasis. <laughs> this art is so great on these. I mean, it's real paintings, that's why. But, man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, depletion counter moxes. I'm, I'm down for that. Depletion counter moxes. They probably don't do that for some reason now, but, like, yeah, that would be fine. It would be fine. You'd still lose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that they put a demonic tutor on an artifact. That was another thing they did recently. That was yeah. real, that was real clever. Three mana demonic tutor. <laughs> Three mana demonic tutor. <laughs> like, I mean, split up. seriously though, like that's that was a three hundred dollar card not too long ago, right? Demonic tutor? No, the three mana demonic tutor. Grim tutor? Oh, grim tutor. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I meant I meant Wish Claw talisman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's grim tutor, is it not? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's better because it's, yeah. it's two and a black instead of one black black. Yeah, this is a and you don't lose any life. Yeah, it's you a two hundred twenty-seven dollar card. Yeah, well, it's because of its like printing. But like, yeah, how funny! What's yeah, you the get a flavor text of Grim three Tutor? Bucks. The flavor, te- flavor text of yeah, go for it. Flavor text of Grim Tutor. Ooh, uh, I'll give you a hint. It's a Greek proverb. Uh, hold on, hold on. You're not gonna get it. Are you googling it? Uh, I just googled it? No, I'm not googling it. Uh, shit. All I all I can think of right now are like Aesop's Fables. You're not wrong. Uh, I know it's something about punishment. I can't think of what it is. You oh wow, you're way closer than punishment? I thought. Wow. <laughs> I, I had no idea. That's really impressive, Zach. What does it say? One who goes unpunished never learns. It's oh, the original. Was close. Grim Tutor was the original, like, Wicked. You know, no good deed goes unpunished. That's a musical reference for all our fans out there. No good. It's a it's a life reference for people who aren't fans. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever worked in the service industry? Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> I, I I've I've been served by. Uh, I've been I've been served. What uh, what uh? Real quick aside, Phil. Yeah. The most famous person you've ever uh, waited on. Most famous person I've ever waited on was. Uh, give, who, who, I, I assume you have somebody in mind. Give me a second to think of who it. Who okay, it could I'll be. tell you mine. Mine is Carrot Top. Yeah. Carrot Top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carrot Top uh, came to my came to my bar. It was the, uh, I, I worked behind a uh, comedy bar, and uh, Carrot Top drinks uh, Crown Royal with a splash of Coke on ice. Which what? is a true that's alcoholic's drink. What legacy deck does Carrot Top play? Oh, dude, Carrot Top plays Belcher. Red Deck Wins. He plays Red Deck Wins. Come on. You think so? He plays he's Burn. A, he's got fire coming out of his fucking hair. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> but he's 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 also like genetically modified his body in like a really obscure <laughs> way. I think he I think he's a show and tell player. He. He was buff as hell when when uh, I I I, I uh, worked for him. I uh, waited on him. Gigantic dude. It's very weird. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big dude. Um, wait. Do we have any more magic points to make? <laughs> <laughs> no, just just celebrity stories, folks. Um, who, so wait, did, Phil, did you come up with an answer? For who my favorite? I can't think of the, the only celebrity that's coming to mind right now is. Um, I was on, on my plane to California. Uh, I had a super early flight going there, and Aaron Sorkin was on my flight. He was sitting in the oh, first class. Oh, no, no, no. So he was on my flight, and I, like, walked by first class. And I, I walked by, like, real slow. I was, I was, like, I was flying standby, so I was the last person to get on the plane. And so I walked by real, real slow, like, through first class. And I'm like, that's Aaron Sorkin, 100%. So I slowly dally my way through first class, and let me tell you, he did not even come close to saying hello to me. Rude. Why would he? Rude. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, Phil Blackman of the Eternal Dirtles podcast. I don't What's going on? Why he, like, I noticed him. Why didn't he notice me? <laughs> um, he doesn't listen to wrestling podcasts either. Yeah, that's some shit. The, my, so I've got – I'm trying to think of – I've got a celebrity encounter in mind for myself, but I think I have a funnier one for my brother. 
who lives in Brooklyn, like you guys, right? Well, I don't know. Bill, you live in Queens, right? Dude, I, 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 I live wherever my heart leads me. Um, but my brother, like, used to work at this cheese shop. Like, you know, he's a comic, right? So he, like, yeah. had, like, a day job. And he's, like, the manager's cheese shop. And he was, like, it's soul-sucking, so I quit. And he became, like, a caterer, right? But then he couldn't do enough comedy, so he went back to working at a different cheese shop. And Maggie Gyllenhaal came in and was like, yep. Dude, you used to work at this other cheese shop. <laughs> <laughs> She was he was her favorite cheese man. Yeah, he was his favorite, he was her favorite uh cheesemonger. No, I, I just was, realized I have a better What? Go on. I, I just realized I had a better celebrity uh service industry situation. I kicked Bjork out of my bar. Really? Why? I didn't realize it was Bjork and it was St. Patrick's Day and she sat down at a reserved table and I was like, Hey lady, you just can't sit down at any table. You gotta get out of here. And then like someone's like Yo, you were really rude to Bjork, and I was like, "Oh shit, that was Bjork, wasn't it?" Well, whatever. Why was she at some dive bar in Hoboken? No, this was in uh, this was at a Spritzen House. Oh, okay. Wait, I know you worked at Spritzen House. You didn't know I worked at Spritzen House? No. That I worked there uh, for like four years. <laughs> How do you think that we got all those videos there? I just thought you showed up. No, no, that's my that's my old uh my old job. Oh, okay. Um, my other celebrity encounter was uh, I saw Kelsey Grammer in the customs line in the Cayman Islands we went last year, and he was in like the residence line, which means he must own property there, which is kind of funny. Like it's not a very big place, you know. Like this is just well, like probably, one of celebrities. He, that's where he keeps his fucking offshore accounts, dude. That's definitely. Also true, but like you don't need them. <laughs> that's yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, and then uh, when I, I was once walking down Sixth Avenue and I saw uh, Wallace Shawn mailing a package in a mailbox, etc. Who? Uh, Grand Nagus Zach, the guy from The Princess Bride. Oh shit! Wallace Shawn. I don't know. I did it with Andre. <laughs> I know who you're talking about now. Is so Bill still on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or the um the the head Ferengi from uh, Star Trek. Yes, Grand Nagus Zek. Yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah. That's that's what you're talking about. I was like, Grand Nagus Zek. Oh yeah, now I got you. Yeah, that that's one of the, the great the truly great episodes of uh, uh Deep Space Nine. They had that whole uh weird uh Jack and no Jack and Jill, Dick and Jane uh thing based on Ferengi's acquiring great anyhow um anyway content this week <laughs> we, got a, we got an announcement um the yes. hold on i gotta look it up because our friend matt hackbert asked us to push the phoenix legacy city championships saturday march 14th 2020 at 11 uh mountain standard time at phoenix gaming lounge so if you're in the arizona phoenix area you can check that out um and they will be streaming at twitch.tv slash arizona magic Yo, question. Um, yes. Is Skull Clamp too good? Yes. Is it though? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? <laughs> like, I actually don't. No, 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 I'm not sure. I no, mean, the, the shit that we just talked about, like, is Skull Clamp really too good? <laughs> Why was it? What was it? What was it? It was just like a value engine, right? It's a value engine like, that requires you to play one once. No, what was it in standard? What do you do in standard? Why was it? Like you, that Genesis chamber was that a thing? Because I bet it, that's no, in like standard. It was it was it, part of the uh, what's it called the artifact deck, man. Yeah, but wasn't there, it's was got to be more degenerate than that. No, you just draw through your entire deck and get exactly what you wanted. But it you lost all your guys. Yeah, but you just get more guys. <laughs> so you know, sacrifice. Man. You sacrifice, like, you, were you looking put the skull for, clamp uh, on something. It's one mana every time. You put zero. Yeah, and you were looking for, uh, what's it called? What's the most degenerate thing you're doing in Legacy with skull clamp? Elves. Yeah, okay, elves. stop. If, if you sit down across <laughs> from elves and they go glimpse, is that not just, like, better than skull clamp? Oh, yeah, but it's eight glimpses now. Yeah, is that bad? <laughs> well, eight glimpses, yeah. that, takes, that takes creatures out of their deck. 
I'm looking to see how you can make things equip zero. The only thing is pure steel paladin. Still the only way to make to. Yeah, if you're putting pure steel paladin in your deck, that touch. seems like a pretty big handicap to play. Uh, no, you're I don't. Like, I, I'm, I'm like thinking like we're, we're thinking about cards that need zero. to go. What well, about like young pyromancer though? Like you can just tap. Uh, what's it called? You're like you can get enough mana after a glimpse to like really go off anyhow because you have stuff like uh, what's the guy who taps three guys and makes three mana? Heritage druid. Yeah, heritage druid stuff like that. You 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 can figure out ways to break that for sure. I I don't trust that card. I don't trust it either. I was using it as an example to show that like it took us a it, it, we we just spent a minute and a half trying to think like where it would go into something that would be obviously broken and the best thing we came up with is it's glimpses 5 through 8 for elves. But like perhaps the cards I don't know. I said that young pyromancer and you guys just didn't listen. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty good busted. actually. Yeah. Yeah, that would be like insanely good. Like, you just, like, brainstorm or, like, whatever, ponder, and then just attach the skull clamp and draw two more cards. That's what if like you were just, like, what if instead you were just, like, uh, uh, Oko, your skull clamp? Yeah, Oko will keep skull clamp in check. I love that, like, there was, like, well, maybe Oko's here because, like, they're going to print worse stuff. And then, like, anything that's any good in Theros, like, doesn't, like, Oko does nothing to it, right? Like, it doesn't do any Underworld Breach, doesn't do any of the Thassa's Oracle. I mean, it kind of does, like, if a Euro resolves, or an Euro resolves, like, you still have, like, gain three life and draw a card and put a land in the play, like. Yeah, I, I think that, like, the actual parts of shit, like, um, the Breach deck isn't the fact that, like, Breach is obviously too powerful. It's that the deck actively is looking for silence effects, and I think that, like, Cards that just say your opponent is forcibly F6, a la, you know, Teferi 3, are mm -hmm. just inherently unfun. <laughs> yeah, congratulations on, on, like, winning because you didn't let me do anything. I don't know. Like, 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 cards that are doing that in a defensive measure, like, when you're silencing your opponent to, like, stop them from winning, like, that's interesting because you have to have a, a, a sense of where the game is at and when to fire off a spell of that kind. But when you can just be like, yeah, dude, silence you, and it's like, okay, why... Either have to force that or use my counterfill on it, which means that I'm naked anyway, which in that case, it's functionally a better duress. Or, like, I don't, and then they just for, get to do whatever they want anyway because I can't actually take game actions. Yeah, I don't think silence is that different from duress versus a counterspell. Like, um, if you have two counterspells, you just, you still, it's like with duress, you just, if you have two counterspells, you, they duress one of them and you're the other one. Um, with silence, like you counter the silence, they don't know if you have a second counter spell, but you can have one or something no, else. Can do. You, you you can have you can have like on board effects that can like get you a card, or you can brainstorm, or you can you know do things that can at a, at a certain moment get a card into your hand that otherwise wouldn't have been there before. Whereas with silence, you just don't you don't have any of that. That's true. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why people stopped playing silence. I know it was in like storm decks. I think it's because you, you know, just didn't, like, the, the, the cost of white just to play Silence was too much on your mana. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Storm player, so I don't know, but it's like... Yeah, you know, that's Silence, actually probably right. Silence was played back when, like, you know, uh, City of Brass and Gemstone Mine were the, the lands that were played in Epic Storm or whatever. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, we could just instead play the bevy of good counterspells that exist. And then there was, like, you know, Probe Cabal Therapy for a long time that was probably just better. Yeah. Um... But like now that the the breach deck actively wants to just have a turn to F six because it's the the deterministic kill is so easy and evident. It's like LED LED breach brain freeze or LED or uh, breach plus brain freeze in any capacity is just a deterministic kill. I'm looking at the legacy band list now because you said this thing about skull clamp. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's if uh, guys, you got. I mean, that's next episode. What what can what can we what is banned? Why is it banned? And what can we unban? It's so weird seeing Ren and Six on this list. Like it just came out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. Unban Chaos Orb. That's fun. No one has four of them. <laughs> no one has four of them. That's your. 
<laughs> oh, you guys, you guys, actually, you want to know something that actually is, I think, valuable, that is a, is a off-the-beaten-path uh, uh, note for Magic that is worthwhile to know? Because okay. I have been playing for over a decade, and I did not know this. Okay. okay. So turns out that when you go into a tournament, you are not playing best of three games in a match. You're playing You're first, first to two. two. Yeah, first to two. So if if let's say you and I sit down <laughs> at a table and we both mulligan and then we both just agree to go, you know what? We're going to draw this game and go to the next one. And then you can go back to seven. You just get to do that. It's not like you only get to play three games. You can play as many games as you want as long as nobody has two wins in, you know, the, the, the length of a, a round. I and can't then you imagine would just ever agreeing to that, though. No, th see, th 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 <laughs> so what's crazy is I learned that for the first time. I was like, holy shit, you're telling me that if we both mulligan, we can just agree to go to seven and it doesn't matter? I did not know that at all. I would have been, I would, I, but then when I was asking like other people in like all the Facebook chats that I'm in, like, did anybody else know about this rule? Everybody's like, yes, of course we knew about this rule. How did you not know about this rule? And I was like, I can't be the only one that didn't know about this. Apparently I am. But then you, I was you like, are. But then I was like, why, why has nobody ever, if everybody knows this, nobody, I, like not even once have I ever been prompted, hey, do you want to just draw this game and go, to, and go to seven and the next one? And then I asked, why is that if everybody knows this rule? And everybody told me because why would anybody ever agree to go back to seven? And I said, if you're in the blind, wouldn't that be like... No, you're just going to feel like a real idiot when your opponent, uh, like, I, wouldn't, I, I might suggest it. I would never agree to someone who suggested it. There you go. And that's why. We you did never actually... agree to someone someone suggesting that to you because they they have more to gain than you have to lose. Well, it's uh. I'm just like it's weird to me that like that existed and then they still felt the need to put the London mulligan into effect. Whereas if they just wanted to solve people mulliganing, if it's a mutual mulligan, instead you could just draw the game. Yeah, but it's it's not always a mutual mulligan. That only no, I get that it's not always a mutual mulligan. Also, like, like I, the you know. vintage bizarre mirror would be terrible. <laughs> I played it last night a little bit. Like I did some play testing. I played against. Dredge. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! Whoa! 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 The vintage dredge. The vintage dredge mirror would be terrible. No, the vintage bizarre. Like just any bizarre deck. Because <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh. well, I mean, it's because like the one deck is like you're both trying to get leyline of the void against the other player, and you're both trying to get bizarre. So like you just mulligan a lot anyway, and they have serum powder. I, 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 I was, but I want to. I just want to. I want to. Yeah, I want to acknowledge a couple things because we actually got some good feedback on the the podcast we did about old school Zach from the. Uh, oh yeah. From the Alamo crew, so they were they were happy to hear our discussion of the awesome. intervention and drawing and stuff. Um, and also, uh, I wanted to shout out um, Philip Klein. He is a European listener who has been playing the Ox of Agonist deck, Phil. Oh, sick. Phoenix? Like, uh, no, he's been playing like the Rug Ox Benjamin deck. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, and, you know, and he was like, and he asked me some questions about it. And then today he said, wait, are you the guy from Eternal Journals? I'm like, wait, how did you know who I was otherwise? I was like super confused. I assumed that was, that was how. But, this like, guy he, looks like he knows about Ox. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> definitely like, yeah. So uh, I just thought that was like, you know, I just wanted to, you know, say thank you to everyone who's been Sweet. listening and everything. So because uh, that was some nice feedback to get this week about some of our yeah. more idiosyncratic, you know, things that only we <laughs> talk about. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which we, what is we get into, we I get into have not given sometimes. up on exploration, hedron crab <laughs> nonsense. There's too yeah. much. There's too much stuff to do. It's underworld yeah. breach. Yeah. Well, we should probably end it there. Uh, I want to thank everybody, uh, all of our Patreons. Uh, you guys are uh, helping keep the podcast going, helping pay for the expenses and stuff. Uh, you paid for Phil's lovely uh, Underworld Breach uh, theme song that he started the podcast with. Um, so thanks for that. We'll be getting an album out very soon. Um, and I think that's it for this week. Uh, have a good one, guys. Is everyone still there? Yeah, we're here. <laughs> All right, right, have a good one. Have a good week, everyone. Yeah, sorry, I gotta get going. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Good cast. That was fun.
Someone just cast silence at me. Then they milled their whole library. Now they're playing the same LED. Now I'm getting hit with brain freeze. Life's gotta always be messing with me. Why do I play this game? I thought a row was free victories. I was being saved. What's the point of trying to play fair? Why do I play this game? How does this deck even when it's all there? Sometimes I can't This card is bullshit. <laughs>